to the glory in our stories. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Quincy Allen. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Calvin Pennywell Jr. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Uh, this is episode 41 of The Glory in Our Stories. Today I have the privilege of actually interviewing one of my older cousins that I've actually looked up to for as long as I can remember, uh, Quincy Allen. Um, as I always start, um, met Quincy, well, I've known Quincy all my life. Uh, whenever we would go visit Blytheville, Arkansas, there were, Quincy's house would be the, uh, which is his mom, Auntie Van, we call it Auntie Van. That was the first house we would visit um, because we were just so excited to be back at home. We called it home because that's where we grew up. And um, I would always go and stay with Auntie Van and Quincy and his brothers and his sisters because it was the only family with boys in the house. And I couldn't go anywhere else. So uh, I think right right outside, maybe almost a mile down the road behind their house was our Auntie Lisa. So uh, my two sisters and my mom would head down that way whenever we would visit. Um, but one one memory that sticks out the most when it comes to Quincy, he probably don't remember this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were playing something. This is back when you were playing football. I think it was football. You were doing track. And you were trying to teach me something. And I got upset. And I sort of like, <laughs> I bucked at you. And you looked at me, and Quincy, he squared up with me. He says, what you going to do? Because if you're going to do something, you do it now. And I wasn't tall enough, so my face was right like right at your chest. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, if I try to do so, I know I'm going to lose. So I like, I was about to cry, and I was in my, my little sensitivity, phase of sensitivity as a boy. Uh-huh. Um, but um, him, his brother Michael, a they've always been... Of the guys that I hung around trying to uh, because I didn't have any brothers back at home so hanging around them they like schooled me in on on what it was to just to be a young man and just to live live life and undergo the experiences that a man should have mm-hmm. um, but I want to thank Quincy for taking time Quincy's a one of the most hardest working men I've ever known been working since forever I know he in times we had a couple of jobs, if not one, um, he hustles, and I highly have always appreciated that about him. Um, but I go ahead and jump into the first question. Um, so you were you were born in Blytheville, Arkansas, right? That's right. And um, how was that like? Like <laughs> growing up in a house mm-hmm. with just a bunch of siblings. Um, yeah. What was that experience like? No, I tell you, man, any parent that say they don't have favorites is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Because uh, daddy's favorite was Stephanie. Really? Yeah. Stephanie, man, God bless her heart. <laughs> you know, that's probably why she is the way she is today. Because it wasn't fair. And um, I don't. I want to say Mama favorite was Michael, oh, and wow. that's where you get uh, 
daddy's girls and mama's boys from. Mm-hmm. But I think ma- mama's favorite was Michael. But come, growing up in Blyville, man, I tell you, man, we was like two shakes from being poor, man. For real, because the economy is, is so low that it's only like two or three jobs down there. Either you're going to work at the steel mill yeah, or you're going to work in Osceola, one of them Osceola plants or maybe dry to Jonesboro. But if you are like in Blyville, you pretty much poor, man. And uh, we had to we had to share our clothes. So my hand-me-downs came from my brother. We like one year apart. <laughs> so the clothes that he wore all year, yeah. And now they get to see me next year. <laughs> Why well, I hated my childhood, man. But that being said, we had a lot of fun, man. Um, coming up, make us stick closer together. Had friends in the neighborhood. We made up games and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that bad. I tell you, man, it's like two shakes, bro. Christmas, uh, man, I love Christmas, man. How we used to all pile up in that room, that back room, mm-hmm. and uh, wait exactly the 12 a.m. to go we, in there and open them presents. <laughs> Mom and I the only two that still do that. <laughs> we don't Natalie and Tasha they wait but we when they hit shoot, when they hit 12 uh, or 1 12 or 1 yeah. time it's the Christmas <laughs> it's the next day and it ain't nothing like it man I've been all over the world ain't no place like like Blyville but I had to get to a point where if I was gonna start a family it, it wasn't gonna be in Blyville yeah. you know so I just moved on, man, and I ain't been back, you know? Mm-hmm. It's still home, but but this my new home. Yeah. Yeah, so. Do you, uh, what aspects of Blavia do you miss? Is it just the family? Or? Well, as, as, like, when I was younger, man, we had that uh, Air Force base in Gosnell. And I believe when, when that base shut down, it's like the town... I don't want to say lost equity or money or whatever, but it's like the classrooms is like 30 plus. Wow. But as the base, when the base shut down, mm-hmm. the, each year you could see the class like diminish, man. So to, to where it was like 18 to 20 kids in the class, man. That, that base shutting down is really, I think we went from like, 46,000 people to like 20,000 people. Wow. And each, ever since, it's been going down. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it may be all the 14,000 people down there now. Yeah. So that that's the part I miss, man. Having those friends in those earlier grades, man. Because I remember all my teachers from kindergarten up to the sixth grade. After that, Blyville started sucking for me after sixth grade. So did you ever go to, um, was it Franklin? Yeah, Franklin, um, Fairview, 
Franklin Primary, Fairview Elementary, East Junior High, and then um, Blava High. But you know, after a certain time, they changed it to where the ninth graders go to the high school. When I came through high school, it was only 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. And now it's 9, 10, 11, and 12. So I think that's good for them, man, because that give more diversity and more kids to come to the high school. So around, when did that start? Because in Thompson, for as long as I can remember, it's always been 9, 10, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. But I think it used to be just a couple of grades, like maybe, like you said, 10, 11, and 12, but Mm -hmm. now they split it as if this is what they used to do because it's like 9, 10, 11, and 12. When they when the town do that, I think that's because either the growth or the increase or the decrease. So if a town like Thompson mm-hmm. is probably losing people, yeah, people are probably moving out. So that's why mm-hmm. they have to downsize. And see, at that time, that was almost around the time of Hurricane Katrina, and people start like coming mm-hmm. so that's when they went up and got more people at the high school so that I believe that's my family out there but yeah so either either the town growing is why they do it or they gonna build a new school or they gonna open it up where more kids can come to the school yeah yeah so um and it's funny cause I was thinking the other day um Blytheville is a lot bigger than Thompson. Mm-hmm. A lot bigger. Not not by much. Cause it seemed like once you cross the uh the railroad track, that's east side, isn't it? Yeah. And basically. Uh, and it's yeah. like with uh with uh with Thompson, you can literally walk across the city in maybe thirty minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it would just me because if you go down from where you all live and you go down to where the park is, mm-hmm. that's pretty far, considering where y'all used to live. And, yeah, it takes about maybe about thirty minutes, thirty minute walk. I'm talking about William Park. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whether well, uh, they used to have the uh, the train that you can walk on, what you could like walk through, and um, oh, but, that's Walker Park. You're yes, talking about Walker yes, park. yes. Okay, and um. Cause if you head towards, uh, what's that? Um, dang man, it's right across from where. Um, what's the name of that place? It's a grocery store, mm. and it's, it used to be across from Fred's. Tell my Hayes. Yes, if you take a left and you head that way, then you be heading towards the library, mm-hmm. and then you go even further. Mm-hmm. And then you end up being on East Side, is that right? And that's that's the farthest I remember going because I remember you at one point you and Ari y'all lived out that way. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's funny how in, in relation to home, yeah, because that's that's where you all grew up. But at some point, I always look at it as eventually you're like a fish that outgrows the tank, and you just need to relocate. Yeah, yeah. gotta get on the out of that man. Yep, because then you think all the other people that's there, basically because there's no jobs, man. Yeah. There's no 
There's no way to make money. Either you're going to work at the steel mill, you're going to work at Osceola, or you're going to move to Jonesboro or Memphis. Nothing like your only options. And I refuse to work at Walmart, Burger King, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, no. I'm not working like that. I was there for um, six months after high school. And um, I was actually staying with Auntie Van. And it was Auntie Van, Stephanie. And that's when Shania was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily was... I don't even think Lily was 10 yet. Okay. And um, I was there, and I couldn't get a job. I tried to I applied at Taco Bell. I applied at Movie Gallery. All that. And up. they, I couldn't find anything. Nothing, bro. And I had to come back this way. And within one week, I got two jobs. One week. One week. <laughs> <laughs> but realizing when you when you decided to leave, mm-hmm. I was like, this this is very important because you've been there your whole life up until that point right i didn't have a life and um they have a a a program for young kids what i call really is modern day slavery Mm -hmm. so like i said you work at osceola it was a big old it was a big plant called ag american greetings it's kind of like hallmark Mm mm-hmm and your parent have to work out there. It's called a summer. They work in the summer. So when school out, they let you work there for about two two weeks. They give you full pay. The, the base pay. You ain't going to be making like $15, but it's like what you would make if you first came out there. Yeah. So it'd be like $8.90. This is when I, 95, 96, when I went out there. And uh, as long as you're in high school, you can work the summer program as a ch- as a kid. So you're going to go to work only during the summer, and uh, on your the the name of your parent. And that that was pretty cool. That was one thing I missed. And as a, a teenager, like you said, working at Taco Bell versus working at AG, yeah. you getting five dollars. You getting five dollars an hour right so mm-hmm. you only getting paid every other week yeah here at ag they gonna pay you like nine dollars and they gonna pay you every week yeah so <laughs> you get you get more and it's faster yeah. that's that's another thing i missed i did two i did 95 and 96 and that was it and 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 mama and daddy took about 90% of my check. <laughs> you know, so I wanted to be fresh and clean. Yeah. And have the sneakers and the shirts and because, you know, I, I like to dress. I got good taste, man. They took my time about food and bills and, man, <laughs> rip off, man. Rip off. And uh, so I quit that and then I went to work at Sonic. I remember that. Yeah, because it was closer to football, and I could work during the summer and play football because I couldn't play football and work at AG. Yeah. So I quit that so I can work at Sonic and be closer to football. I do love football. 
<laughs> I remember seeing, um, I think it was one football practice. It was hot. Man. And didn't you, uh, didn't you pass out? Yeah. I remember that. Because, see, what happened is when you're playing football, the, the most important thing you have to do is stay hydrated, man. Yeah. And I would go, 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 play football, and leave straight and just go to work to Sonic because it was right there. Yeah. The Sonic drive through was, like, right there on 6th Street. The high school was on 10th Street. And you know, it's blabber not big like that. Yeah. It's nothing for me to take a shower, go work, walk home, go to school, football practice, work. That was my schedule. Just like that. <laughs> I wasn't drinking. Um, but in the summertime, you have two a day. So you go in the morning, then you, you go... In the afternoon. Yeah. And that's what got me, man. That was the two a days. And I wasn't drinking water. I was more excited about working. Called a Charlie Horse band. I was like, bruh, I quit. <laughs> I love football. But I ain't finna do this right here, man. Yeah. Yup. And then I, the coach talked to me. He was like, if you quit now, you're going to be a quitter the rest of your life. And blah, 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 blah. I was like, coach, I don't even start, man. Bro, I don't even play, man. <laughs> if I quit, you ain't. It's, it, I'm like third string. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, Quincy, you can't do this. And no, no, man, don't quit. I was like, well, someone had to give coaches either the football or the job, and I'm not quitting my job, man. And I quit. I quit, bro. I sure did. Was um was Auntie Van? I can remember were they upset with you, or that's just just a. Well, I didn't. I didn't tell them. <laughs> I didn't tell them, but that was my. That was my tenth grade. That was my 10th grade year. Mm-hmm. But I did end up coming back because um, one of my other coaches was saying that I can run track. But if I quit football, then he was going to kick me off the track team. And you, you can't do that. If I quit baseball, that don't mean you have to kick me off the soccer team. Yeah. But that's how that is, man. So... Wow. I came back. I played football from nine, ten. I quit my eleventh grade year, but then I had came back like mid season, so I could run track. Cause track come in in the spring. Mm-hmm. Did you and uh, Sean ever run at the same time? Um, I was always. When Sean was, she two grades ahead. Remember, I said that uh, that that ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. So, when Sean was a senior, I was in tenth grade. Oh, that's I right. would have been in the, in at the school tenth mm-hmm. grade, but I wasn't like fast. I didn't get like fast until like my. 
11th grade year running track. Mm-hmm. So when you come to the high school as a 10th grade, you are like a freshman, That's even though I'm a sophomore, mm-hmm. because it's 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. yeah. So to be really on the team, you're really in the 11th and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the B team. The 10th graders are the B team. The A team consists of 11 and 12th graders. And at the at Thompson, B team was 9, 10. Yeah. A team was 11, 12. 12 yeah. Right. So you could treat it like a, a freshman. Yeah. Even though you're a sophomore. <laughs> Those of you who are listening, uh, Sean, um, Shantea, she's our cousin, um, older cousin from our Auntie Lisa. Auntie Lisa, his mom, Auntie Van, and my mom uh, are sisters. Um, um, around this time, because I, I wanted to ask you, because we never, mm-hmm. we never really talked talked about it, but I never, I never forget it. And you let me know if you okay, okay with talking about it, big boy. <laughs> I remember leaving it was 90 I think it was 97 mm-hmm. um, leaving school and this is when we were in Thompson because we were in Warrington but we were in Thompson all of us was in the car and mom was like we gotta go home and I was having this uncle Henry passed away mm-hmm. and um, I remember getting there I remember it was the weirdest thing because as like as a child you just never you just yeah. never thought that would happen mm-hmm. and I'm so used to seeing Uncle Henry because he had <laughs> he would go in his room was he he was a Celtics fan wasn't he or Lakers 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 wow, oh, that's right Lakers, <laughs> I remember he had the the setup of I think in the room because the TV was in the corner near the window mm-hmm. and he would be in there watching TV and we knew we, of course we couldn't go in there he, right. That was that was his time, mm-hmm. and um, but when you when we heard that, it never registered that like that's Uncle Henry, but that's my cousin's dad, and that's my right. auntie's husband, mm-hmm. and it just didn't click. And even at the funeral, because at the funeral I remember seeing Mike, Mike was crying, Auntie Van was there, pregnant with Lily, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't make any sense to me at that at that point. Yeah, but. What was that for you all as a family, and even for you, having to undergo that? Well, uh, I'm just be honest, man. I I don't remember crying at my dad's funeral because earlier the, in that year, I lost my grandma in February. Is why I don't celebrate. Uh, Valentine's Day yeah. is the reason why where my wife at <laughs> I didn't want to get married in February because I lost my grandma. That's Uncle Henry's mom? Yeah. My my dad's mom in February and that for me to lose my grandma man that I cried. That was the last time I could remember Crying, man. It's like I cried my heart out where my soul was hurting. It was empty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because my mom, my grandmom was had to be like 78 or something like that. 
Then y'all used to go over there and cut her grass. I used to go cut her grass, yep. I remember I passed her house one time. Mm-hmm. I remember because it, it was, because she lived pretty close to you all, is that right? Right, around the corner down the street. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she was at that point where she didn't, you know how old people get, man. Yeah. They be all senile and, and uh, forgetful like Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And my grandma had a stroke, man. And um, I went, my dad took me to see her. And they had to talk to her. And the more she talked to them, they'll know, she'll know who they are. Yeah. And, but that my first time seeing her, and my dad was in there talking to her, and she was being quiet, because side of her face was sagging, man. I ain't like seeing my grandma like that. And uh, he was like, Mom, you know who this is? She kind of, it wasn't like she was meaning to us because the state she was in, she rolled her eyes and then like did a half smile. And she was like, that's my, that's my grandbaby Quincy. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was the best feeling yeah. in the world, man. I miss that lady, man. I should have got her sweet potato recipe and it's a she make the best lemon pound cake bruh mm-hmm. okay grandma mama didn't like her but shoot that woman man yeah she was good good people so i cried when she died man i ain't really cry when daddy died i was more trying to be be there for my Sister and my mom, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, a lot of people get mad at me when I say, I was like, man, he ain't do nothing. Oh, Uncle Henry. Oh, man, y'all just see the part. When y'all see the part, I see the dude every day. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. He's a worker. That's probably where I get it from. But to be in the home, but not in the home, is just as worse as not being, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know how to challenge, uh, uh, balance a checkbook. Because me working, I just want to go spend. Get the money, I want to go buy something. That's probably why they was taking my money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I didn't cry at his... Uh, Funeral didn't mean that I didn't love him, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like a couple of months before he died, man, and this is this is real talk. We was watching the um, TV. Now you said coming up as a kid, it was a lot of us. It was Avery, me, Nikki, uh, Michael, and Stephanie. That's five kids. That's a lot for any mom and dad. Yeah. But so we would have like weeks where. We would wash the dishes, or we'll have weeks where we it's my week to watch what I want to watch on TV. (laughs) 
So when we get home, whoever week it is, they get the controller. Yeah. To the TV. Mm-hmm. And we would uh play this stupid little game with the commercials. So we watching Martin. Mm-hmm. And then Martin goes to commercial and then it's a Ford commercial. And if I say Ford first before they reveal that it's a Ford commercial, I get a point. Now, it goes like that. Who, who You don't raise your hand, you just blurt out the answer. If mm-hmm. you're right, you get a point. The person with the most points by the end of the show won the game. And you can take a day from that person's week to watch oh, something wow. on TV. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. for the whole week, it may be Nikki's turn. But if she get beat by Stephanie, Stephanie can pick which day she want to watch. So it could be Friday. It could be whatever day. Dang. If she lose, or she could be like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Then you can't. Yeah. You can't steal a day. But if she play, that day up for grab. (laughs) And it was my day to watch something on. It was my week. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know he got the TV in his room. <laughs> this this person, talking about my dad, because I don't want to say the N-word on your podcast. <laughs> he comes out of his room, because mama then kicked him out of the room. Take over the TV on my week now. Yeah. And put it on some freaking basketball. I don't watch no basketball, <laughs> man. And um, the, the commercial come on, and it said it was something like, uh, it was a Sunday. It was something about whatever it was. It said if your if your parent is in the room, you should tell them that you love them, cause you never know when the next time you gonna get to tell them you love them or something to that effect. Yeah. I turned around because I was on the floor. We had that flow model TV. I don't know if you remember the flow yeah. model. Mm-hmm. I'm on the floor, mad. And I turned around and looked at that guy, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and started watching TV. You know? Yeah. And a couple of months later, which was, this was like in the, because I told you I had, I had them quit. Mm-hmm. So I went back, but so happened that was my off day. So I turned around and I was like, man, whatever. I started watching TV, man. Like two months later, that's when, that's when he had that, that accident, man. Yeah, cause that, I had just started uh trying to go to school and do good in school, man. Yeah. I, um... For the longest time, you know this guy worked. He worked by focus. Yeah. So all of his kids gonna have to wear glasses, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't get my glasses till like the ninth grade. So up until the ninth grade, I wasn't like doing my potential. Mm-hmm. But when I got those glasses, I was like, man, it's easy to see. It's easy to take notes. It's, I didn't have to study as hard because mm-hmm. I could soak it up. And that was like my one of my first times making honor roll from 10, 11. Yeah. 
up until the 12th grade, man. And, and I remember that day. I was in uh, second period, first period or whatever period. It was in the morning. I, I had needed something. I called home. I was like, hey, I left my, um, at this time I had a license, mm-hmm. but I wasn't driving. So I told her, hey, I need my um, paper. I left it at my friend's house. Go down there and get it, bring it to the school. And um, that was when I first got there. Had to be like seven something. And then by the second period, they was like, uh, can you please send Quincy Allen to the office? I was like, God, that's fast. <laughs> you got the paper already? So I come out and I'm a senior, so that means A.R.E. has already graduated. Yeah. So I see A.R.E. I was like, what's up, bro? He was like, come on, man. We, we, we got to go. And then I was like, what you talking about, man? And I see Auntie Lowe. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's like, hey, what, what's going on, man? What, what daddy is? I no, no, nah, nah, man, he was in an accident. Accident? It's like, yeah, come on, man, we got to go. So at that time, I knew pretty much um, I was like to protect the big brother. So I knew Nikki first through seven period. And I knew where she was. I was like, hold on, let me get Nikki. I said, hey, Nikki, come on, let's go. And coach was like, hey, what you doing? Yeah. I was like, coach, ain't got time, man. We got to go. Our dad in an accident. Come on, let's go. Ain't no checking out. Let's go. Yeah. That'll be all right. And um, we went to the hospital, and everybody from the church was there crying and stuff. It's the reason why today I hate when doctors say, I'm sorry, we've done all we can do. I think that that saying should be banned. I don't think that a doctor should tell nobody that, man. Just don't say nothing, man. And let the family grieve. He's gone. It's, we've done all we can do. They say that every single time, man. Every time, bro. And that was the day. See, my dad didn't die at the scene. He died at the hospital. Mm -hmm. By them doing all they can do. But yeah. That was a rough time, man. Cause I felt like he he left before he told me what a man was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't get to figure it out until I was on my own. I started making mistakes, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah." But I didn't too much cry, man. I don't I don't even remember y'all being there. I don't remember nobody being there because I, what I do is I delete any type of bad memory. I've heard of people doing that um, when it comes to certain experiences that are a little bit too drastic to um, comprehend or accept. Whether you're the type of person that does it usually or don't do it at all, um, I understand that understand Quincy's uh, need to um, push that all to the side and just get on with life and I was I was always curious as to how he felt about it and I'm glad that he was open 
uh, to tell me, you know, it's, it's been, wow, over 20 years. Yeah, about 21 years, I think, um, since Uncle Henry passed. So, but yo, keep listening. This is episode 41 of the glory in our stories featuring my cousin, um, Quincy Allen. Yeah. I delete. So I won't have to keep it and keep reliving, reliving it. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and move on, man, and, and be strong. Just an, an idea. What do you think things would be like if he was still here? Uh, I don't. I don't think I'd be married. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think I would have went to the navy. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I think that we would still be having um, family reunions. Uh, well, not family family reunions, but family gatherings. Yeah. I think that you know they tore that house down. That really. Four seventeen, these Rose house gone, and my grandma house gone, man. So nothing's there. Nothing is there. Wow. Yeah. So. I believe, I don't know, man. He probably would have, he probably would have tried to make me, Michael, and Stephanie. He he probably would have made us go to school. By me being the second, and I never understood this. You a junior. Mm-hmm. You you the first. You the only. Son, but if you had a brother, I don't think his name would be your daddy name, cause you are the yeah. first. Mm-hmm. So why is the second born got the daddy name? Like my name is Henry Allen. Why is not a rename Henry Allen and my name something else? Yeah. You know, and I believe that he would have made me because I don't know why I just feel like he he was always harder on me. Even when he whooped us, Mm -hmm. he whooped a re long, but it was soft. (laughs) He whooped Michael soft, but it was and it was short. Yeah. But mine was just right, you know. Cause oh, them, they didn't have the whips for days. They whips was like you could see it. Yeah. And then it'd go away. But my whips was like weeks. Mm. You know, and I would have to wear like long sleeves to cover it up. You know, but Michael cause he's the baby. Mm. And then Stephanie cause he she was his favorite. So I believe us three would have probably went to college. I don't know how he would have been with Lily. Probably even softer than what he was on Stephanie. Mm. And I think Lee got it the worst because all she got is pictures in the frame. Yeah. And, and memories. And all she could do is just take our word for it. For what kind of man he was. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm gonna tell the truth, man. 
So uh did he did he ever whoop Well did he whoop uh, Stephanie and Nikki as no. often as yeah. No. Cause I was Heck no. <laughs> Cause I knew he uh you remember y'all had the back room, which yeah. was like that was the coolest setup man, I have ever Jay seen. Big, my, man. I was like, y'all had that whole area the whole, to yourselves. Whole half of the house. Literally. <laughs> Literally, man. And I had I, the washing machine, the dryer. Even that little room was kind of big. Yeah, the bunk beds where you bunk, put where you put the clothes. Did you put you put the clothes on the bunk bed on the top because Michael sleep on the bottom. Yeah. Then you got our two beds and we got a couch and a little thing with the TV, and we got a heater. And the bathroom got a shower, sink, and toilet, and a heater in it. Man. That was that was nice. That was like three rooms in one room, bro. Yeah. So every that's whenever we would get there, that's what I look forward to. Cause all you do Man. is cut that, close the door, and it's literally you have half a house to yourself. It's a fun house, pretty much. And yeah. it's a sliding door right outside. <laughs> and uh, but the the bathroom door, um, one day it was loose, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Michael and I was playing back there. So something happened to the door. Well, I think it came off the hinges. Wow. And um, Uncle was like, who did this? And I think um, Ari said, oh, that was CJ and uh, Mike. So he took us back there. This is the first time I ever got a whooping. This <laughs> <laughs> Hey. And he told us to, that was the first time I ever got whooped on my bare butt. He said, take your pants down he and your and underwear. And <laughs> Michael, Mike went, I think Mike went first. Yeah. <laughs> he was just hollering, man. I'm like, man, I don't, please, where's mom at, man? Why he, I don't want to do this. And he said, your turn. And I was, oh, man. And I think he had, I don't know if he had a belt or an extension cord. I really don't remember. But I know okay. it hurt. Yeah. So he's a, he's a big fan of that bear. I thought something was wrong with dudes like man. He like to see people booty, man. He ain't normal. Normal parents just whip their children hand with the belt. Yeah. You know? Or swing it at them and miss and then that just be a close call. <laughs> you know, or just lay on the bed and let me whip your backside with your clothes on. Yeah. He wants you to take your pants down, I mean take your naked bare booty. Yeah, I used to hate them whoopers. I got so many of them, I got used to it, bro. Dang. And he got to the point, was like, look, you're getting old enough. Because I was working out and getting big, mm-hmm. you know, solid. He's like, I'm not going to whip y'all no more, but I just want y'all to know y'all disappointed me. Bro, that reverse psychology do not work. <laughs> you just know that <laughs> if you hit me with that extension cord... You better be ready to fight. Yeah. So, came to a point where that was just, I had to make a decision. Am I going to listen to my parent, you know, Mm -hmm. or am I going to be disobedient? And as I grew up and started going to church and honored the father and mother, it's like, yo, if I be rude and mean to them, God... It's gonna still love me, but my days are gonna be cut short. Yeah. So it was then, not because he stopped whooping me, it was because I started going to church, learning how to pay tithes and give offering. Mm-hmm. That's when I started 
making those changes to be a better man. Not because he beat me into submission, which I think if he would have been doing that in the beginning, mm-hmm. it we wouldn't have had to have no whoopings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, uh, I've never seen Auntie Van whoop any of you all. Oh, she didn't. She fought us. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? She tried to fight us, yeah. This is why the, the relationship with... See, the person that do right is the person, is the child that's going to be around like when it matters. The person that you let it get away with murder, mm-hmm. the child... That you don't discipline is the one that's going to give you the most pain. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, she didn't so much as whoop as more as threat and try to beat us up with the fist. Because after being whooped and hit with a stension cord, a switch ain't going to do nothing. No, it's not. A little twig off the tree. I don't care if you twine them together. Mm-hmm. That has no power over a extension cord. Mm. A power of what they call a drop cord. Yeah. And you try to hide it, then he'll just <laughs> pull the fan apart, just break the fan and try, you know. But they didn't know no better. Yeah. That's how they was brought in, man. And then I find myself, now I got three girls. So I'm doing the same thing he doing. I'm not hitting them with no stitcher cord. Of yeah. course, I got girls. <laughs> but I, I got a belt. And I reared that belt back one time. And the Holy Spirit said, you better not strike them no more. I was like, but she was like, no more. <laughs> I was like, well, hold on. I'm mid-whooping now. Do I stop now? Do I don't whoop them no more after this whooping? Or don't whoop them no more, period? Yeah. Period. So I dropped the belt. I was like, well, then you're going to have to get them. If I can't get them, you're going to have to get them. You don't want me to hit them because I choke them and body slam them. <laughs> I ruffle them pedals, disrespecting me, rolling their eyes. You know how girls get. Yeah. And he's like, nope, don't, don't you hit him no more. And and since then, I haven't I haven't whooped my kids, and I don't have to. Yeah. Well, so going back to because uh, I really wanted to ask you, you okay. you talked about it over the last few years, mm-hmm. maybe the last ten years, in bits and pieces. But right. how was how was your experience in the Navy? How did um, that go? I'm gonna tell you, man. A lot of people don't understand what the what the military about. So, the military can be like slavery if that's what you want to take your mind. Because you once you sign that contract, mm-hmm. you're giving your life to the government. Yeah. You you saying I am government property when you sign that uh, document, but the Navy, I'm not gonna say it changed my life, but it opened up avenues for me to 
go to other parts of the world, even if it was just for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Now, the Navy wasn't my first choice. When my dad died, that was September, I dropped out of high school. A lot of people don't know this. I dropped out of high school from September, October, November, December. Now, around this time is when mom got the money or whatever, and when I got home, it was cars in the yard. Mm -hmm. She said, uh, pick one. Which one you want? It was a green one and uh, a red one, like a pink one. I mm-hmm. was like, I'm not riding in that. I'll take the, <laughs> the pink one. Yeah. So that mean they rehad that, that neon green one. Yeah. And she had the blue car. And uh, that's when I started going to uh, Osceola. I had quit my job. So the little money that I had saved up was dwindling down because I had no other income. Mm-hmm. And then they sent a letter home and mom was like, boy, you ain't been going to school. Don't graduate. And I'm taking this car and giving it to Nikki. I was like, man. So I had to go to night school. Mm. And I had to do like two weeks of, and I had to make up work. Yeah. So I had to make up, I had to go to night school, make up work and test and stuff. And I had to do like two weeks of summer school just to graduate. Hmm. And even though I walked across the stage, my thing was empty. Oh, I didn't wow. have, I didn't have my diploma. Hmm. But if I finish those two weeks and then they graded turn the grades in mm-hmm. I had a I had a 61 overall grade and the grade system is 60 is a D 61 62 69 is a D mm-hmm. 70 79 is a C 80 89 B yeah. like that 59 is failing so I had 59 60, 61. I was two points from having to repeat the 12th grade thing. I made it in by the by the scale of my teeth, skin of my teeth. My first option was the, the Marines. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to the Marines so I could get put on the front line so I could die and my mom would get some check money. Yeah. Because I was like, man... I'm done with Blyville because my mind didn't have no other option. That's I believe that's what Blyville do to you. It like close you up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I made the uh, ASVAB. The the Marines was 42. No, I'm lying. The Marine the Mar- I wanted to go to Marines, but the Air Force was a 42 the marines was a 38 i scored a 36 which is 34 for the navy yeah and 32 was the army so i only could go to the army or the navy Hmm. and i asked the army recruiter i said if i sign up what's the chance of me leaving 
the the state. He was like, oh, good. We got army bases all over the world. I said, oh, the world? So what is it going to take for me to get over to the other side of the world? He said, luck. Mm. I said, oh, okay. So I asked the um, the Navy recruiter. Mm-hmm. Will I be able to move the state? Oh yeah, we we our ports are on the border. You're never gonna find a a navy base in like uh, Arizona. Yeah, it's it's gonna be on the border. So either you're gonna go to like Florida, somewhere up north, or Norfolk or California is the biggest two. In mm-hmm. the United States, we said, but we travel across the world. You have more; it's faster. I was like, man, I think I'm gonna go to the Navy because it's the furthest away from home. Yeah, because I just wanted to get away, man. Yeah, but a lot of people say, oh man, the Navy, the military, bad. It's just like Facebook; it's how you use it, man. Yeah. Is it how you use it? Like Lily is in the army. What she do, why she in the army is up to her. She can go to school, they gonna pay for it. She ain't got to worry about dental because they gonna pay for it. Mm-hmm. Her son is is straight because they gonna pay for it. It's just how you use it, man. Yeah, the government is a system too. Is you just get out of it what you can, man. Yeah. So would you say that experience was like a reset button for you? Yeah. Yeah, because I got a chance to breathe. Uh, not let my guard down, but make new friends. Mm-hmm. Go across the world. All in Portugal, Spain, and Greece, and just all in the Mediterranean Sea. All up in there. And it's good, man. It's, it was it was all right. It was an experience. I messed it up because at one point I was like, look, I got tired of this. And, and I think kind of Coach was right because once I started quitting, it was easy for me to quit. Yeah. When I, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do it no more. I quit. I'm done. Yeah. And I believe that's why my drive is, I don't want that anymore. So whatever I do, I try to do my all and mm-hmm. be in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if it get to the point where I don't want to do it no more, I'm going to quit. Because <laughs> I started a trend back when my daddy died, mm-hmm. which I believe was the toughest thing that happened to me. Yeah. Right when I'm trying to go to church, right when I'm trying to learn how to be a man, right when I need him the most, and I quit the what I love. I gave because I love football. Because mm-hmm. see, track I ran track because a girl ran track. One of my longtime crushes. I'm not gonna say her name because I hope I don't know if she listened to it. Mm-hmm. But this girl ran track, and I was like, I'm running track. See, Sean think it was because of her. It was because <laughs> of that girl. <laughs> basketball. I played basketball because uh, I wanted to get close to the cheerleader. 
I wanted to be, I wanted, you know how they do the quarterback and the yeah. the cheerleader, the basketball dude and the cheerleader because I, I was kind of athletic. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that for me. Basketball, I didn't run track for me, but football, I played for me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess um, for the sake of time, we'll get to this point in your life. Like when you came here to Georgia, I mm-hmm. remember <laughs> I remember seeing you get off the Greyhound. You had this big, big, <laughs> big grin on your face. Yeah. And um, but in my mind, I was like, this is a big change for him because mm-hmm. you know you've been you've been at, been at home. Uh, for yeah. those of you listening, we call Blytheville home because it is, and it wasn't because of Blytheville, but it was because the majority of our family was there. Everybody right. was everywhere. At one time, yeah. And so when we came home, it was like it was the best feeling in the world. Um, but knowing um, Quincy and how he is, and seeing him here. I knew you were here for a reason because mm-hmm. um, you never really do anything um, half haphazardly. It's like you yeah. have a plan. Mm-hmm. You have intentions. Um, but how has it been over the last, how, how long have you been here so far in uh, Georgia? 13 years, man. 13, wow. Cause yeah, I'm, I came in here in 05. I know, yeah, because that was the year after I graduated. And I remember you came prior for Natalie's, uh, I came in '02. Natalie's uh, prom. Yep. And uh, I remember you had the Cutlass. That jank was clean. Yeah, it was. Man. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the uh, I think it was the AC didn't work. Was it? It was something. It was the AC. Mm-hmm. It was a nice clean Cutlass that you yeah. had. Um, but seeing that you're you know married, you have a family, you have a home. Right. Uh, listening to you talk about having a home, and I've. It's a feeling that I I do myself anticipate, okay. but hearing that from you, I knew it meant a lot. Mm-hmm. I knew it meant a lot. And uh, but how has that experience been from you from the moment you landed it here to where you are now? It feels like uh, it feels like I kind of robbed my kids, you know, because coming up, I didn't. We we never stayed in a in the apartment. We always had a house. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the economy in Blyville was kind of low. Yeah. But being in the Navy, I could use like benefits. But I got kicked out, so I only get like partial benefits. And it, part of that was based on your credit, this is what we're going to give you. So I had to clean up my credit so I can try to get more mm-hmm. amount on my VA loan. Getting this house, man, it's been so peaceful. It's been pleasant. Get, you know, I'm here now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that chapter, I can go to something else now. Yeah. Because I'm here. And, uh, Ain't nothing like your own, man. I'm telling you, bro. Ain't nothing like your own. Because you take care of, when you rent or lease, you basically just taking care of somebody else's stuff. Yeah. But when it's yours, you, you take pride in how it's presented. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. 
like my yard. I try to make sure it's the best yard. Uh, my, I don't know how to explain it, man. Is you know, like I gotta do certain things around the house, fix the fence, do all this, but it's mine. And even if it's being mine. In America, it would never be yours because it's theirs. That's why we still have to pay like property tax. And this is how some people' houses going foreclosure because of all the things that come with being a homeowner. Like when we first got here, we didn't have a security system. Now we got a security system. Now we got a water system. Now we got this. Now we got that. Now we got this. Don't bombard yourself, you know, with Mm -hmm. the things because your name goes into a database. It's it's like a flag says new owner. Get him because he's going to be more susceptible to to. He's going to be easier target. Yeah. To to persuade the bodies because he's new at this. Mm hmm. And it got to the point where I was like, look, baby, no more. No matter who called or who come, thank you. Just leave a card. I'll call you when I'm ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. you already got something new. So don't add on to it and then lose it in the end. And I believe that's how a lot of people go into foreclosure. Doing all this, they finally get the... Their dream, the mm-hmm. piece of the pie, and but they start adding stuff on to the pie, the whipped cream, the yeah. cherries on top, the, the graham cracker crust. They just add, and then now it's no longer a pie. Yeah, it's, it's no longer sweet. You know, it's junk now. Yeah. you know, but yeah, man, being a homeowner, that's one of the best things. You know, but even if I, even when I wasn't a homeowner, the best thing is is my relationship with God, man. Yeah, that's that's the best thing because this house could be taken away, but without without Him, I I probably be in jail or be mad or be psycho. I'd probably be a serial killer. You know, I watch Criminal Mind <laughs> and I know it's a TV show, but I'd be like, dang, man, that's some of the stuff I used to do. <laughs> I'm two steps from being a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> but without him, man, I ain't no telling, man. I'd probably be under the jail for the stuff that I did, man. Bro, when I was a kid, man, talking, I'm go back. When I was a kid, what, kindergarten, second, by second, third grade, I was already, I was already liking girls even before I went to school. Now you know Nada. Mm-hmm. Nada is my second cousin because Little Lisa, that's my first cousin. That's yeah, right. Lenora and Mama's sister. So, have you the, ever met her? Uh uh-uh. uh When did she uh, pass? This was because her and Jamiko are the same age, right? Uh, Lalisa and yeah. Jamiko, or they aren't I they think, siblings? Yeah, Lalisa and Jamiko 
Jamiko, I think, is older. I think. Okay. And then Lalisa. I think Larry. Larry and Tom, the brothers and sisters. But yeah, Sean was the oldest one. Because those, they were grown and were like, had kids. Yeah. So Sean was like the next cousin in line. Then Avery, then me, then fall all the way down. Yeah. But actually, it was like Tonda, um, Larry, Jamiko, and Lalisa. They four, however, they line up, then Sean, mm-hmm. then Avery, like that. But I forgot about Tim and um, Uncle Charlie boys. Yeah. But anyway, I was in school, man. And, you know, before I was in school, Nada was my kissing cousin. I didn't know that you couldn't do that because no one told me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, I can't kiss her? Then I'm going to kiss this girl. Is she my cousin? <laughs> no. So, and and what I would do is I would say, um, race me or I will feel your butt. I'll grab you. Mm. So they'd be like, no. So I grabbed their butt. <laughs> No, I grabbed their butt. They got tired of that. So they, so they erased me. Mm-hmm. If you lose, I get a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So the teacher was like, no, you can't. We're going to we're gonna expel him. I said, okay. Give me a freeze pop and I'll leave you alone. Got the freeze pop. Leave her alone. <laughs> If you don't give me that freeze pop, I'm going. This is the first time Auntie Niece paddled me. I was in the first grade. <laughs> that little that little girl went and told the uh, teacher, and I got a paddling from Auntie Niece. I got a whooping from Mama and a whooping from Daddy. Damn. And I still did it. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't do it to her. Wow. Well. well. Technicality. So, even that man, that just lets you know what kind of person I am. I is is only only me is gonna stop me from going after something, and it's been like that for for years, man. So, I would I would say that that would be the most important thing in my life is my my relationship with God. Yep. So if you even above this house, and I'm glad that you're expressing that, especially in reference to new home new home owners, mm-hmm. because most people don't talk about that stuff. Yeah. There's just things people have to learn along the way, and they're like, "Man, how did I get this deep?" And I just wish somebody would have told me. It's buying all that stuff, man. Buying all that crap, trying to move too fast, because you sign a, a paper saying thirty years, so. Some of them be 10 years, but you got 30 years to try to to pay this thing off, mm-hmm. to make it become yours. 30 years. Just don't miss your payments. And when you get a little extra money, just shoot it over there. It ain't got to be much, but after 5 or 10 years of doing that, you not it's not gonna take you no thirty years to pay off no house, man. Yeah. 
You know, just take it slow. Like, uh, don't let the the vision, like, overtake you. Like, oh, I see myself doing this and this and this and this and this and this. Just take baby steps, man. And just, just move to the rhythm of the beat. You know, don't be that that person that's offbeat and everybody going this way and you going that way. If life is taking you this way, just go that way. And then when it's time to throw a curveball, throw your curveball. When it's time to throw a change up, throw your change up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it's time mm-hmm. to throw a fastball, throw it. But right now, you just standing at the mound. He just don't throw the ball. He got to check it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't be moving all fast. <laughs> just slow down, man. So, uh, I guess to end this, um, okay. I, I always ask because of, because of time. I always, I really, I really enjoy interviewing yeah. my family primarily because it's just so much history. It's well, so, I don't know why you want to waste your podcast man, on me, man. No, I can't, <laughs> I can't express it, man. Like in words, how it meant for me to grow up around you all. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm not sure if you knew, know this. I have three more brothers. Okay. On dad's side. Okay. And I met them for the first time in person, like in late nineties. Okay. And I knew about them when I was younger, but I met them and I was, we only, all, only three of us look alike. One of them, they was questionable, but he's, that's, that's dad. So yeah, you can tell me. Yeah. Them jeans don't lie, bro. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but y'all were my, my brothers growing up and yeah. I learned a lot from you all. Uh, especially how to be a a decent gamer, you know, being in that that back room and and watching you guys play, and I'm like, man, I can't. One thing I could never play was was Madden because I'm not good at it. Yeah. Uh, but Avery, man, he just I I tell people this all the time. When I played him NBA Live last time, he played we he played me with Allen Iverson. <laughs> I played with Detroit, the Spurs. And he beat me every single game, 20-plus the entire yeah. time. And I'm like, bro, how do you do yeah. how do you do that? Uh, but you all were my my uh, my place to go to and just okay. be a boy and enjoy myself. Because like you right. said, we had we had a lot of fun, man. I had a man, lot of fun. Blind, man. It's, that was, to me, that's the number one game, bro. They should make that like a seller in the stoves, man. <laughs> <laughs> they should make that game where you come with your blindfold, you come with your timer. Man, how about when we playing in that room, we making noise and daddy come in there. <laughs> and he don't say nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But the first person see him, they stop. And then the second person see him, everybody just keep playing like... <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it was weird because every time he came in, he would... That that was the first time I've seen because he was like what six six this six like seven six six bro, and I was like who he who does that right like, he would just that come in and ducking duck in and yeah. just just some seeing that you just you just got intimidated yeah oh oh dude man but um but I guess I asked you this question and I'm just curious if you were able to describe it okay. um, in your own words what would you say is the uh, the glory in your story man. It's got to be my God and my family, man. Yeah. 
Because without family, man, you just be a you just be like an orphan. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. don't you don't you be feeling like you don't belong. I got um a lot of people probably say they money and they business, but my business is taking care of my family. Yeah. And I think that's my uh that's the glory that no matter what I done, how many fights I've been in and how many little girls' lives when I was a little boy I done messed up, man. Cause they were like, he used to terrorize me. God still love me, man. And I think if if people could wrap their head around that, the world wouldn't be such a bad place, man. God love you. Now, we all are his creation, but not all of us are his children. Because some people have made their mind up that there's no God. Mm -hmm. And those people belong to the devil. And I don't want to talk about religion on on the thing, but yeah, that's that's my glory. God kept me all through what I been through, and He never never left me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my family, my girls. It's it's kind of ironic that I have all girls because of how <laughs> I used to do all girls. Yeah, you know. But yeah. That's crazy. Well, um, well, thanks, Quincy, for your time again, man. And um, I really look forward. Like now, I got now I got to talk to Mike because I ain't I ain't talked to Mike in years, man. And seeing him, um, not too long ago, man, he's still a fool, man. <laughs> seeing him, man, I was like, Mike, you still the same, man. But um, but uh, for those of you who are listening, again, this is episode forty-one of the Glory in Our Stories with. Quincy Allen.